The views expressed in our episodes are ours alone and do not represent any other organizations. Our episodes discuss internet crimes against children and cases that involve the exploitation of children and may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah, we don't want to do anything to scare your children. That's the last thing we want to do. We don't want to scare anybody. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Catfish Cops. I'm Tony Godwin. And I'm Brandon Poor. We're so glad you're with us today. We appreciate your support. We thank you for listening and yeah. keep supporting, liking, and subscribing. Uh, we really appreciate that. We love that you guys are sharing it with friends. Um, we've had yep. so many people reach out to us and, and really just positive, supportive messages. For sure. Um, and we've had a lot of good questions, some of which we can feature on here. Some of them we can't because they don't want us to, but we've got a lot of good questions and comments. And so who are we shouting out today? Well, today is a, is a difficult shout out. Because, Less shout out. More, yeah, not, not more of a shout out, just of a, an honorary of a recognition and honorarium because, um, Last week, I would assume most that watch the news have probably learned, uh, but there was uh, tragically two special agents from the FBI were shot and killed, along with three other, um, you know, law enforcement personnel. I don't know which were special agents or which were TFOs or locals, but uh, three other individuals were also shot and are are wounded quite badly. Uh, down in Sunrise, Florida, and that what they were doing was executing um, a search warrant on a child exploitative case. Um, and so, you know, one, we just want to send our condolences and our grief and our sorrow to all of our law enforcement um, connections nationally and abroad. And, and as we come to uh, try to get some understanding as to why, but... Um, but for their families, particularly, absolutely, their we, families. Uh, we're so sorry. We offer our condolences. Um, we're going to give their names just as a a moment of of honoring them, yeah. and um, also in praying for healing for the other three. So, so Tony, read out the names of the two that were killed in the line of duty. Yeah, Special Agent Daniel Alfin and Special Agent Laura Schwarzenberger. Uh, were both tragically killed in the line of duty, just doing hero work, heroes doing hero work, saving kids. And, uh, I mean, we're just, we're crushed. We're, we're grieving with our partners who, and, and we didn't know them personally. I didn't. Um, but we, we work in circles of, uh, small groups of people and we do have friends, local friends that do, that did know them and, and we're close to them. And so, you know, we grieve for everybody, especially their families, their children, and, and everybody as they try to wrap their heads around that. Uh, we offer prayers of healing for um, the other agents as well. Their names are Wolf, Fallsgraf, and John Forcaro. Um, and we're just praying that you guys heal up. And we thank you for what you do and did to serve and that yeah. uh, you heal quickly and, and can uh, continue the fight with us. All right, let's uh, move on. Today we've got a 
a case study to share with you. Um, this yep. is going to be one of Tony's cases. So tell us the name that was randomly generated for this offender. Uh, so today's offender, his uh, pseudonym is Donald Steiner. Uh, just a randomly selected name, which we commonly do in every case that we present. And for me, this case uh, drills back to 2011. Um, I was I was kind of in my groove as this case was going on. I mean, I had feelers out in a bunch of different places, and and I felt fairly confident. I'd made a few cases already, and so I was, you know, I just kind of felt pretty confident in my capabilities at the time. <laughs> Arrogant. Yeah, I, well, you know, I mean, you just, it's the first couple, you you know, you're like, oh, gosh, I hope I did this right. and But after some time, you know, you you uh, start to think, um, man, I'm not bad at this. I, I, I got this. And we get asked this sometimes, like, how many people are you talking to at any one time? Oh, gosh. Um, and that changes. It can be many or it can be one. <laughs> yeah. Um, sometimes, depending on how busy we are with the other types of cases we also have to do, we're not talking to anyone. Um, sometimes we're just having, <laughs> yeah. in Tony's case, sometimes we're having long-term ongoing relationships. It's true. And marriage proposals. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but go ahead. Go ahead, Tony. To keep content. This one, on with this one didn't Steiner. go uh, super long at all. This, uh, this actually moved sort of at the speed of sound. Like I literally, I was in a, a room at the time, Yahoo chat rooms, uh, which I've talked about before that no longer exists, took away all the fish out of the barrel and uh, put them in other places. But I was in a room called Texas One because that's just how they were named at the time. And within a minute of being in that room, and there had to have been, I don't know, you know, two, 300 people in this room, um, I received this I am, this instant message from who I later found out to be Steiner. Um, a portion of his screen name, and I'm only giving you a portion, um, was Texas Bad Boy. And so as... <laughs> You know, that just begs the question like, uh, okay. What, what, why is he bad boy? Well, you know, I guess we're going to find out Easy. as this unfolds. And so it, his, uh, you know, line of questioning started with the ever elusive ASL, which as a reminder so is, yeah, so original. What is Age, that? Age, sex, and location. Yeah. Very creative, right? And so that's how the, almost all of them started. And so as soon as I identified what my age was, um, which I believe I was uh, 13 at the time. I was a female. And there was simply no time at all until Mr. Steiner asked to add me as a buddy, which was what happened back then. And so what that did was a couple things. Um, one, it would populate him in my buddy list so I could see. Sometimes it would change his original username to something that's uh, more privately input on his profile and only his buddies can see. And so, you know, would that have been weird though? Like for people who weren't looking for kids in Yahoo chat. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe they weren't all, <laughs> maybe right. they weren't all predators, but would I that hope. have been weird to add someone to a buddy list that you didn't know? Or did that happen all the time? Um, it, no, it didn't really happen. I mean, it happened over some time, but like not right away. There might be some back and forth private messaging, before that, I mean, eventually they all seemed to kind of go to the buddy list because they wanted to know, hey, I'll, I'll be able to see when you're online and you can see me and and we can sort of go from there. But in this case with Mr. Steiner, he didn't waste any time. It took him about an hour and 55 minutes uh, with our first conversation. And in that hour and 55 minutes, 
he made 27 sexual solicitations um, and requests to meet with me in person for uh, a sexual encounter uh, as though I was the 13-year-old girl. And so, you know, um, he wanted to make sure uh, that, you know, I was into older guys because he was very interested, very underlined and, and boldly stated, in younger girls. And that's the quote that he gave me, that he's very interested in younger girls. And so, um, as with some of these cases, and even then in 2011, we transitioned pretty quickly over to um, normal text messaging. And while uh, it's not the way it is now, and so back then, <laughs> believe it or not, it was actually a little difficult. Like I, I could tell you, like when I first came in, I actually had a landline number. Like I had an old school phone in my office. Rotary? It wasn't, <laughs> no, it wasn't quite that old school. It was push button, but it was an old school. It was just a telephone that sat on the desk and it had a number tied to it. And that was what was used uh, in the way back times for the very, very random occasion, if there was going to be a, a controlled phone call or something of those uh, along those lines. Uh, so, but we hadn't advanced too much because it's 2011. And I think at the time I was using a, like a prepaid phone, you know, it's, it's the kind where you had to press the, <laughs> the one button like four times to get to the different letters or. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know, no, flip, it wasn't that far. It was that, that far back flip phone with, you but know, iPhones were out at that point. Were you not using something? Well, understand budgetary <laughs> situations and, you know, uh, yeah. answers outside the scope of my ability to answer because, yeah, no, I didn't have that ability back then. Sorry. Um, and so we go back and forth and he wants to see some photos and we exchange a couple photos, normal photos, you know, non-sexual of course. And, um, I, you know, I asked my typical questions about, uh, you know, have you ever been arrested? You ever been to prison because I need to know these things. And he tells me not only no, but hell no, he's never been to prison cause he's never done anything wrong. But he adds until right now. And until, until right now, like meaning our communications now, because he's already made all these so many sexual. So he's very aware that. Yeah. He's talking in a way that's doing something wrong. Clearly. So he ends the conversation, of course, right? Well. <laughs> what? No. Oh, no. No, it doesn't end Mr. there. Mr. Steiner, you were so close. <laughs> you were right there on the cusp of doing the right thing. Uh, but I explained to him, I said, well, listen, then, you know, I'll see you later. You know, thanks for being kind of nice and you were cool, but, you know, I can't get in trouble either. So, hey, thanks. Peace out. And, uh of course, he's right back. You know, he's like, well, technically, you know, he was breaking the law because of the communications and because I'm a kid. But he said, eh, it's really not that big deal. You know, okay, we'll go from there. And I I even question, I'm like, why is it such a big deal? We're just talking. You know, like, we're just, we're just talking. And his reply was, which is kind of funny, I guess the old ass lawmakers disagree with you, LOL. Oh, so so it's because of their age they don't understand that it's okay for the young guy to talk with a minor female. Yeah. Apparently. I mean, clearly once you get to be 50, you just don't understand that you sh you know that that you're making laws that are being so prohibitive. Right. I mean, that's so stupid. Yeah. So at some point, uh he 
he does send me some text messages and I didn't get them. And so of course we're having this, you know, we're back and forth between the chat room and then the regular messaging and stuff. And so as luck would have it, I was out of minutes on my <laughs> convenient on my pay as you go phone. I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm tucking my tail. I have to tell him, oh, let me ask my mom if I can add some more minutes and blah, blah, blah. And, it's a great know. way to not have to talk for a while, Jeez. though, right? Yeah, but if you don't, you know, like you didn't, I didn't even think about it at the time because I wasn't really using it very much. So I thought, well, it'll probably be enough, you know. And then all of a sudden, like nothing's working. And <laughs> I'm like, what the hell's going on here, you know? Do you have to go to the payphone and call him? <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually got him to approve getting me a, a better device. But uh, nonetheless, um, this guy was really pretty sexually charged up. He had lots of deviant things that he, you know, requested that he could do. And he he sent me photos of him on uh, on the floor level at Mavs games. And, you know, he sort of... Uh, told me that he was a frequent flyer at these big, you know, sporting things and all this kind of stuff. And, and, um, you know, I'd love to take you there. I'm going to have you down there in the court side seats, you know, and all this sort of grandiose sort of. (laughs) Now we went off on a tangent last time, right? We, we talked about how abnormal it would be for an adult to take a kid that they met online yeah, to lunch and a movie and all that stuff, and the parents should not think that's okay. But do you think in his mind this was like okay, or was this just like he's just trying to talk big to impress this girl? Which yeah, that's sad of itself. But just like, do you think he had in his mind it would be okay for me, an adult Steiner, to take this thirteen-year-old girl as my date to a Mavericks game, <laughs> floor and, seats, and you're right, floor seats. So you know where the camera keys in, and you know yeah. what is he? What's I mean? I know we can't go into the mind of the offender, but good right. grief, what does I kind of have two opinions on it. I have the uh, the pre-opinion, which I initially dismissed it as he's a big talker. You know, he's wanting to showboat. Maybe he's got money or this or that. He's or at least he's purporting to be this big wig sort of guy, you know, high roller. So that's how I initially took it. Then, of course, I met him and, you know, down the road here, as you'll learn. And so my secondary belief is that, no, I think he really believed that uh, this would be something he would would do. Um, So that people would just be like, okay. Yeah. Like, I think it would be because. Who's your date, Mr. Steiner? Yeah. Well, this is my 13-year-old girlfriend. Yeah, I like, don't think he would have been so bold to say that. He, I think he would have more along the lines, you know, this is my niece or yeah. something like, you know, family member or yeah. whatever. That's where I think it would have probably gone, at least in his mind. But that, but that's it. Like the the, it's not just the bad guys that offer these explanations. It, but the defense is thrown out yeah. there, like they were just going to a Mavericks game. Right. You know, it. it no, that's no. not normal. That's totally not normal. Uh, To compound that, um, he very quickly after offering to take me and have floor seats was, but we have to keep this as a secret from your mom. Of course, you know, we can't let your mom find out about this. Right. And um, you're going to have to agree to be my girlfriend exclusively. 
Like, oh, no more like we just saw in a recent case we did of yours uh, last week where, you know, the little jealousy bug starts to hit and yep. very, very common. Yeah, a little possessive and all that kind of stuff. So I find um, that anytime the bad guy's throwing out the possessive, you can't see anyone else then I find out they are not equally as held to that standard. Yeah. No, they're you not. Know, they, they're like, please, they're liars. you can't do anything, <laughs> but my wife can't find out about you or my girlfriend's can. Yeah, right. And so, you know, like I, I played as though I was very happy to accept his romantic gesture of being exclusive and, you know, enjoying the fruits of whatever labors gets us to the floor seats of the Mavs game. And, um, you know, the sexual stuff just continued. It was just a barrage of, you know, just crazy, bizarre sexual stuff and this super long diatribe about all that. And so, but he assured me that, you know, I was going to be completely safe because, you know, he'd be, he would be bringing rubbers, you know, for this encounter. Okay, rubbers. Not not boots or shoes, but, uh, you know, prophylactics. <laughs> not galoshes. <laughs> But for okay. those who were mistaken with that. Again, let's go back to Mr. Richardson and his comment about, you know, you look older than the beaver. So here Mr. Steiner says rubbers. Yeah. Expecting that 13-year-old girl knows what that means. Right. Would yeah, he, you? Would you? I don't. No. Maybe. I didn't. I Well, I purported that I didn't. And um, But I mean, would a 13-year-old know that? What a rubber is? What rubbers? I don't know. That's not a common term, is it nowadays? I don't think so. Like, how uh, old are we that we're having to ask this question? But yeah, when yeah, but yeah, he's throwing it out there like it's yeah, just everyday talk, right? But he wanted to assure me, like you know, there's no worry about me getting you know pregnant or any sort of disease, and he's really going to make sure that this is uh, handled appropriately. Kind of gave me the negative vibe thing. Like I thought, well, maybe this guy's like a you know, super freaking guttery, some kind of weird disease, which is even a whole nother deal. But as we are, he's gearing up, he's, you know, asking for a specific meat and a date and all these kind of things. Um, but as we get closer, like we see in just about every case we talk about, um, he's like, well, I, I don't know that I just want to have sex with you. You know, I, I do want a companion in life. And, you know, he's just kind of trying to come across as just this, Sweet little innocent guy and all this and oh and <laughs> yeah yeah right like <laughs> we do see that a lot you know I don't it's not just sexual things I just I want a relationship yeah. but let's get back to the sexual things usually like they say <laughs> yeah it, it quickly the the I'm the nice guy approach the sweet guy that wants to do these nice things and you know take walks with you in the park and those that's shortly outlived by the deviant side of the sexual stuff so he gives me some information which it turns you know uh, certainly makes me wonder things but he tells me that he's um, employed in the IT field you know information technology and that he has some that makes me think okay maybe he's got some you know skill set or whatnot um, but it again furthers his communications to for me to make sure I'm deleting things and make sure this is a way your friends, you know, because he even mentions like, you know, do not tell any of your friends about me because, you know, your friends are basically dumb and they let things slip. And as soon as they let something slip, then a parent hears about it and he goes, then really bad things are going to happen to me. And that's, so then I'm, in part, I'm like, yeah, of course I would never do that, you know, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. But, uh, and it, I still don't know who he is yet at this point. I'm, I'm in the process of identifying him. and uh, But things begin to move pretty quickly. 
Um, he tells me about how he wants to buy me a webcam. Um, he wants to buy me a new phone that's not a pay-as-you-go phone because he wants to have constant communications with me, uh, of course, outside of my my parents know anything about this. Does he buy you a webcam? He didn't buy me a webcam. Oh, man. Yeah, he, he claimed to be a giver, but he wasn't a giver. I didn't, didn't even get to sit on floor seats or nothing. No. Disappointing. Liar, liar, pants on fire. And he didn't even, he didn't even propose to you? He, like, no, no, this one moved way too fast. Tony I mean, gets more proposals than I do. I will put that out there. I get a bunch. Hey, you know what? I'm a bear. People love me. <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't get you a webcam. No, he didn't get me a webcam, but he did have a webcam. And so, sadly, I had to experience his webcam, which, uh, you know, he does the deed with the webcam. And um, Disclaimer. Oh yeah, well that goes without saying, you know. Like, yeah, he puts that webcam to good use on his end, huh? Well, you know, yeah, I guess that's one way to look at it. But uh, the downside of of that aspect of it, uh, there is uh, a benefit. I almost said upside, but uh, <laughs> but <laughs> there is a benefit in that it gives me a glimpse of the room that he's in, where he's you know performing this deed, and I get to see you know, pictures and posters on the wall. I get to see bedspreads and chairs yeah. and dynamics of a room that um, hopefully are going to come into play uh, later. So as this sort of moves forward, we're sort of culminating into a meeting, uh, which he has set up. Um, I do get him identified like the day of that. And I know this is going to come as an absolute shock to everybody, you included. Um, but Mr. Steiner was already a registered sex offender. What? Yeah. Not another one. But not for one conviction, for two previous convictions. Oh, so when he said earlier that he, you know, was hadn't done anything wrong up until right now, <laughs> he was lying? Yeah, he lied. He lied. That's just surprising. Yeah, it is. It's a shock. I was I was blown away. Uh, <laughs> the, the the worst for me was that he had two previous convictions. Um, and so, you know, that, that is for this kind of thing, like the both, same kind of thing, both related exactly to this same very type of behavior. Okay. So what's the, the term I always heard coming up in this was uh, the best predictor of future behavior is past behavior. And so this shouldn't be any big shock, but two previous convictions really kind of, you know, because you hope that he's not available to do this again so quickly. One would assume if if the first offense didn't get him, the second certainly should have gotten him. Yeah. And uh, but uh, something clearly didn't happen. Or, now I I may have missed it. Was he close by, or it, when you no, find out who he is? He was uh, uh, within a couple hours, hour okay. and a half, two hours okay. max, I guess. Um, the meeting gets set. Um, he's telling me, you know, hey, it's going to take him a little while to get there. His, you know, his Google map is telling me it's a long drive. Uh, so, you know, we do like everything else. We get everybody dressed up to dance and we take them to the ballroom and wait and wait and we wait. Did he cancel? He didn't cancel. He does, he does Remember, cancel. We always, we always say that they get cold feet and cancel. He got cold feet. He does at the very end say... I don't know if this is a good idea. And I say, okay, never mind. Wow. 
No biggie. So he's he's finally done the right thing. Yeah, he did. <laughs> However, but uh, yeah, um, he does not meet. He does not show up on that day at that designated time. Um, and so you know everybody's there and all these kind of things. And so um, I make some determinations on what we're going to do, where we're going to go from here. And I immediately send some covert officers to get eyes on his place because while he didn't meet at the designated time and place, he did come to the designated place. Oh, he did? Like he showed hours before. But, and we weren't even in place at the time. So maybe a a pre-surveillance, a pre-testing you know, the, the water kind of thing. Um, or maybe he just generally did get actual cold feet or, or get a weird feel. I don't know. But he actually did show on the day, just not at the time as indicated. And so I had already gotten an arrest warrant. I had an arrest warrant for him, which is something we don't always have the luxury of having. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so when I got um, – covert guys to go sit on his house, which was, again, an hour and a half, two hours away, kind of in the sticks. Um, I start working on the search warrant for his location because we're going to arrest him. There was other factors involved that I'm not going to go into, but I had enough to arrest him. And he had come to the place. Right. Just not when you were there. Yeah, exactly. And so uh, when we execute the search warrant, it was... It was pretty bizarre. He he lived with his parents. Uh, he's well into his adult life. You know, he's in mid-30s. Um, lives with his parents in his room that he has grown up in, and he's twin bed. And, uh, you know, the room is the exact room that I had previously seen on his lovely webcam. Um, and his mother was losing her shit on me, like screaming at me, crying and accusing me of setting up her baby again. Oh, and, yes. And you targeted him. That's yeah. right. And, uh, it, it, I can't even express in words the amount of shit this lady gave me during this search warrant. Like it was, it was off the chain. Like I literally had to to keep her at bay from just following me and other people around. I just had to keep her at a kitchen table to just let her berate me the whole time this is going on. And I'm going to tell you, this was not one of my highlights of my career, of my <laughs> professionalism. We do normally put up with a lot. Yeah. Like, so we can be yelled at and cussed at and, and called all sorts of names. And we typically just take that calmly and let it, let it go. Yeah, I didn't let sometimes this one go. people are a little bit a, a yeah. little bit emotional. After, you know, 90 minutes of this, I wasn't having it anymore. <laughs> and I I'd reached whatever professional threshold I had uh, been able to obtain and I finally just I just vomited on her with all sorts of things like Now, wait. Not real vomit. There we go. Like verbally vomited on her. Um, my thoughts on what a terrible parent she was and that she's an enabler and, uh, you know, that how dare she 
blame me for the actions of her kid who has not only once but twice been previously convicted for these very same offenses, yet she still enables him and allows him by providing internet and a computer and a webcam and funding. and that that Okay, so that does beg the question. Did she know? I, I mean, I don't think she knows what he's doing talking to a kid, but like she knows he has internet and phone and webcam, right? Because she pays the bills. Yeah. So not, it's not like he didn't have a job. He was not an IT guy. Okay. So he, he was not in school doing that stuff on his own. He was in school to become an IT guy. Gotcha. Now, that really begs the question why IT of all things? You know, like why do you want to get into that? Um, however, I. I got sick of listening to the shit this lady was giving me, and so I gave it right back. And I I am quite certain I was a complete ass to this woman. And I felt genuinely felt bad for her. Like, I mean, you could just tell this was just a mom who clearly loves her baby boy like no other. And it was, it was Baby terrible. boy's not making good choices. No, he was not making good choices. So, um Anyway, long and short of things, um, you know, through mom's tears and crying, her her man-child baby boy um, was arrested, and he was transported, and she kicked and screamed and cussed me all the way out the door. Um, and so the case progressed as far as, um, you know, where it was going to be prosecuted. Ultimately, you know, forensics are done as we always do, and and – Things were shored up as far as his arrival. Uh, so wait, you got to see in the forensic side of it, like you got to see his location go to the meeting and everything? Yeah, you know, uh, yes. Yeah, oh. to answer that question. So, you know, he he was accurate when he said, well, Google Maps says, and yeah, that was accurate. That was completely accurate because we found it forensically later, yeah. which was, you know, used in our prosecution of this guy. And so... Um, his prior convictions are likely the bigger uh, concern of things, even though he was convicted really pretty early on. His first conviction was 2002, and for that conviction, he was prosecuted on the state level, and he received probation, which, you know, in 2002, and I'm sure was probably somewhat of the norm. He had no, uh, you know, real any priors or anything like that, and so just the way a lot of these cases were handled back then. His secondary conviction happened in 2005. He did some pen time. He did a few years, I want to say four, um, something like that, four, maybe a little bit longer. And then this third time, uh, which was his arrest was in 2011, um, he was prosecuted federally and he received 30 years federal. Nice. Now, for the 30 years, understand, 10 of those years are simply because he's already a registered sex offender times two, you know, yeah. for the two priors. And so he technically got a 20-year sentence, uh, but they tack on additional 10 for for that charge. And so... Um, and some, he was 31 at the time. Yeah, 31, maybe 32 by the time he got convicted. Um, He'll be in his 60s when he comes out. Yeah. Yeah, no doubts. Yeah. Um, you know, as far as like takeaways and whatnot for me on this particular case, um, I would say, you know, hands down, it was not my most shining moment um, as far as his family and me kind of losing my cool with her. I should have just continued to take it for 
maybe, I guess, the full two and a half hours I was there. But um, understand, you know, it's, man, it's hard for someone to just sit there and just take it, take it, take it, take it. And people just, yeah, I got to give her the benefit of she's probably upset at the situation and not necessarily you. But, you know, we do get a lot of blame. Sometimes, sometimes we get the opposite reaction where the family turns against the offender there and they're angry at them. And then like days go by and all of a sudden they're on their side and not ours kind of thing. And yeah, they get the jail call where he's like, Oh, it's a misunderstanding. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. Yeah. Excuses. You know, in hindsight for me, I, I realize I was just nine kinds of pissed just how incredulous this lady was with me. And, you know, seemingly blaming me, even though she had no information about what the case was. Right. Uh, I mean, she didn't know that it was me purporting to be a 13 year. She had no idea. Yeah. Um, but you're targeting her kid, yeah, her little baby boy and, you know, her man child or whatever. But, uh, again, she was an older lady. Uh, it really wasn't a super shining moment for me. <laughs> uh, but nonetheless, <laughs> it happened. Yeah. <laughs> Third time is a charm. Yeah, yeah. Three strikes and you're out, sucker. So uh, he is, you know, doing whatever he's doing. Yep, that's a good one. To as he should be. Get off the streets. Yep, absolutely. Sure. So really, that's it. That was. I know that's not a super long one, uh, but not all these are. You know, some of them are just wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. And, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna play your sound as we get ready for our listener question. Oh, you yeah, ready? yeah. I like okay, it. so here we are. We're going to go to our listener question for the week. This question comes from Amanda on Instagram, who All gave right. us permission to use her name and Instagram, where she is a follower. And her question is, when you're creating your profile and the predators you're speaking to ask for photos, where do you source those photos from? Obviously, you wouldn't put actual kids in danger, so I'm just wondering where these photos uh where are these photos that you're sending to keep up your image, where do those come from? And she says, by the way, I love the podcast, and thanks very much. Awesome. Thank you, Amanda. Thanks for listening. Yep. Thanks for your support. Thanks for reaching out. Um, it's a good question that we can't answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not allowed to answer that question in detail, um, <clears throat> excuse me, specifically because we do follow the ICAC protocols. Um, aside from that, we don't want to give out any secrets, um, but I will say we don't put kids in danger. Absolutely Um, not. So that is the one thing from your question that we will answer. We do not put children in danger. Um, we work very diligently to make sure that we're not even potentially putting a real kid in danger. Um, although we have seen good intentioned people make bad choices when it comes to those things certainly and put things out there that would probably not be the wisest. The one thing I would only add is that, uh, you know, while we strictly adhere to the standards that we are given to abide by and we believe in 1000%, um, that too has evolved from the time of this case. And prior to that, um, I would say that those guidelines that we followed in the beginning were really pretty strict. (laughs) They were hard to comply with, and which is what made it so difficult. But in the long run, like anything with evolution, we have learned and they have learned and they have uh, expanded things for us in the, in the standards. And so um, while it's not nearly as difficult as it was, it is still a difficult thing. And one that we, 
but we get creative and absolutely um we i mean we're not just not answering because we don't want to but because we don't want to give away anything uh and also it's probably not as interesting as you think it is it's um, really not but yeah, it's really not thank you for following us on instagram Thank you for reaching yep. out, Amanda, and and anyone else that has any questions for us. We do run into people um, sometimes that ask us questions in person, and we try to write those down or think of them, um, or you know, put them in writing so we can remember to ask them on here. But if you have a question, don't be afraid. Reach out and ask us. We don't have to say your name, um, but if you're thinking it, generally we find that others are <laughs> are asking the same question. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I appreciate you listening. Please go to our resource page. Um, let's talk about those resources in a moment, Tony. Yeah. On our website, catfishcops.com forward slash resources, we have several places that are directing you to other resources out there. The Carly Ryan Foundation resources, the for National sure. Center, um, NetSmarts and KidSmarts. There are some great places for parents to go use education tools that are provided by the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. Um, and those education resources allow parents to be able to, um, at age-appropriate and developmental-appropriate uh, uh, resources to to teach their kids about body safety and just personal safety. I know I've shown my kids stuff. Yep. Um, and then, you know, I'm always amazed that if I talk to, you know, my kids later and ask them a question, they, they retain this stuff so well because it's put into, you know, formats that they remember. Hey, one thing I, I yes, I echo all that. Please go and and see it. Like we we're very proud of what's on there, and and we we feel it's very very valuable for you know you as listeners, you as parents, you as aunts and uncles, uh, whatever. Um, but the last thing I want to add before we uh, sign off for today is I just want to say like thank you because I just want to cover quickly like the reach that this podcast has gotten like from a country's or a territory standpoint, because I just literally pulled up our last episode, the last episode that's out to the public. And so I just want to give a quick breakdown of what countries people are downloading and listening, which is so cool. Obviously the United States, Australia, which we can attribute probably every listener there to Sonia and the Carly Ryan Foundation. So we love our Australian friends and, and thank you for that. We have listeners in Canada, the United Kingdom, Spain, Denmark, Romania, France, Ireland, Hong Kong, China, Bosnia, Herzegovina. Herzegovina. There you go. And Germany. Like, and that's just one of our episodes that are out there. And some of them, there's many, many, many others. But it's so cool to see the, because we get to see sort of the analytical side of where things are going, what cities people are downloading from, and all these kind of things. So it's just cool to know it's boggles my brainstem how you know we are in 12 different countries or territories with people listening and, on a regular basis and we talk about that because and we've said this to each other not recording this but we talk about like it's not for our sake um but like think about that reach we're hopefully reaching someone across the world yeah. that may not have the resources to know this stuff outside of maybe listening to this, um, not because it's not out there, but maybe people don't know where to go. Right. So we do want to bring, you know, some of the, there's a lot of entertaining things in our stories yeah. um, where we find they're funny even, and, um, you know, people pee on themselves or whatever. And that's funny <laughs> to Tony, but, 
But we also know that sometimes parents don't know this stuff is out there. Sometimes, I mean, we don't want to know it's out there sometimes because it's easier, but also they just don't know where to go or there's just not a sense of direction when something happens to know. And so what we're hoping for is that we're educating you, that we're um, offering you resources and guidelines and sort of stories that can help warn you about some of the things that these bad guys are trying um, so that your own kids are protected, you can go out and become an advocate to protect kids in your community. Um, and just, we appreciate the support. We can't say enough. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, as always, um, keep listening, keep subscribing, keep liking, keep telling friends. And until next time, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Thanks.